Thank you, Pastor Katie. I love how that um, prayer is modifying parts of the Lord's Prayer. Um, I also love sitting up front and hearing the sound of everybody saying those familiar words in prayer together, friends. It is a beautiful thing, the familiar. We're in a series on um, the parables of Jesus that deal with agriculture. This particular preacher does love talking about three things, uh, agriculture, Jesus, and parables, and so it's, it's a good series for me. Um, today we're hearing about the parable of the wheat and the weeds, and it's found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 24 through 30. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everyone was sleeping, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, uh, uh, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. And the slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together into the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? God, we pray that we hear whatever it is you want us to hear individually and collectively today. We pray that we hear it with clarity. May your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen. One of the most challenging yet rewarding things that I've ever been a part of was the putting together a soccer field. The field was needed in our community because we had a lot of people, young and old there, that loved to play soccer, yet they had nowhere to play. And so we went out and we got a piece of property that uh, was formerly a very large uh, produce market. And because the way that produce was distributed had changed in the last 50 or so years, the produce market was no longer uh, needed. Uh, the distribution now happened through warehouses as opposed to markets. And so this particular piece of land had laid mostly dormant for about three decades. The land was rocky, it was uneven, it was inconsistent. The owner of the field had hauled in many different types of soil from his other farms in the hopes that uh, that soil would be good on this produce market property to grow things like sweet potatoes, but nothing had ever grown well there. So we felt we were going to give it a chance to uh, turn out to be a good place for a soccer field to grow. So we found some good help. 
we called in a local uh, sod farmer and asked him what was the best way for us to make grass grow on this piece of property. And he advised us we needed to get some chemical and we needed to kill off everything that was already on the property that was green. And then we needed to come in and level the property. And then after all the weeds, all the other various grasses were gone from the various types of, of soil on the property, we would then be able to plant grass. And that grass, he said, would indeed grow. And so I had my friend Brad come and Brad sprayed the entire property and sure enough, all the green things there died. And then I borrowed Brad's tractor to, to begin the process of leveling the field off. And I broke Brad's tractor. <laughs> Brad came and got that tractor and he brought me another tractor. And believe it or not, I broke that tractor as well. He then brings me the original tractor back that he had fixed and I was able finally to get some work. I would spend six, seven, eight hours at a time on this tractor with the box blade attached. And those of you who know what a box blade is, it is something you drag behind the tractor that levels the ground behind you. And I would spend many, many hours just working on one little section of the field and I was not making a lot of progress. So one day another farmer comes by on his big tractor and he has a, a laser leveling attachment to it. And he had pity on me. I know you've been struggling. Why don't you let me take it from here? And one day he did what was going to take me three or four months to do. We had a perfectly level field with good places for runoff uh, for, for excess water. So now it was time for the planting. The local sod farmer uh, offered his equipment and his labor so that the seed could be planted, the seed that had been gifted to us, good Bermuda grass. Bermuda grass is good grass for a plain surface. So due to the expertise of the sod farmer and his good equipment, the grass went in beautifully. Then all we needed was some rain. And it did not rain for weeks, for weeks. We took for granted that the pump on the property would still pump water for, out of the well, and um, the well was dry. My friend Juan had a church that bordered the soccer field property, and so we asked Juan and the church if they would be okay if we tapped in to their water lines so that we could run sprinklers on our field to grow our grass, and they obliged. We tapped into their water, but as a result of it being uh, water that was spliced off another line, we lost a lot of pressure. So our sprinklers, instead of doing that good that sprinklers do, our sprinklers went more like plop, 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 plop. Eventually, my fire chief at the time had pity on me as well, and he says, why don't we just get the fire engines and we'll haul water and the luge gun the water out onto the soccer field. So that's what we did for several days, one engine full at a time. We would go to the engine, empty it, go to the hydrant, fill it, engine back to the field, empty it. It was the rhythm of our life. And as a result of those efforts, eventually 
some green started to emerge. And let me tell you, it was a beautiful, beautiful sight. The green started to emerge, and then the rain came. The rain came, and let me tell you, when the rain came, quickly, there was green, green grass everywhere. And not just any grass, good grass, good Bermuda grass. This grass was my passion. I spent more time with this grass than I did with anyone. This grass was good, and there was no weeds in my grass. Finally, got to the point where there was so much grass that the grass needed mowing. So I would mow the grass. And after I would mow the grass, I would, I would take pictures of the grass. And like pictures of my kids, I would show those pictures to everybody who wanted to see my grass. Look at my grass. Isn't it so pretty? There are no weeds in my grass. And then one morning, when I went to check on the grass, which I did every morning, I noticed there were some weeds. Out of nowhere, there were weeds. And then in two or three days, the weed to grass ratio was about 50-50. Baffled, perplexed, frustrated, why all these weeds? Why, how? And so we called the sod farm guy and we asked his opinion. He says, well... You must not have killed the roots of all the weeds before doing all the leveling and the planting. This was an unlikely story, but he was the expert. So he says we need this other chemical called Cimarron. Cimarron kills weeds but lets grass grow. In Jesus' day, there was no Cimarron. But now, for the cool price of $8,000, you can spray about 100 acres so somebody gifted us some of that as well. And then somebody gave us their sprayer and their time, and they let the weeds have it. Soccer season was about to start for the youth of the community. It was the first ever soccer season for the youth of the community, and they were going to play on some good, good grass. No weeds. Happy grass, happy kids. So the rhythm of of water and mowing, it continues mid-August, late August, early September. But then, all of a sudden, like an enemy in the night, the weeds emerge again. It's too late to worry about spraying more chemical. The practices are starting. The kids are just going to have to play on patchy weeds and grass. On the first Saturday of the soccer season, I was out at the field. Throughout the course of that day, we had probably three to 400 people on the property. So I was out there just looking at the patchy weeds and grass, kind of taking it all in in a, you know, bittersweet kind of way. One of our coaches of the soccer program, a friend by the name of Noe, 
comes up and he puts his arm around me and he says, Jay, what, what you guys have done here is, is amazing. He says, I don't think you understand just how great this is for this community and for these kids. And I, I thank Noe for his kind words. It's appreciate it. It's a team effort. It's great to see the community rally. But I really wish that we could be playing right now on that good, good grass. Too many weeds, Noe, too many weeds. And Noe says, Jay, to these kids, it's all grass. It's all grass. He was right. They're four, five, eight, nine, twelve years old. Could have been a dandelion field. And they would have been just as happy. To them, it was all grass. And it was more than sufficient. Before I get to the really profound part of the sermon, I want to inform you that it took me a while to figure out. But you see, the reason why the weeds kept getting in the field is because I was borrowing people's lawnmowers. And if they had, if they had weeds in, in their yard, I was taking the weeds to the soccer field. I think in Scripture somewhere it asks the question of who is my enemy or something like that. I don't know. I was my own enemy. You know, the parable of the wheat and weeds, it's important. It's very important. It, it's always been important. But it's especially important right now. You know, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who goes out and only sows good seed, but eventually an enemy comes and sows some bad seed, and now the wheat and the weeds grow together, and the farmhands, the farmhands come in and say, Lord, do you want us to, 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 to rip up the, the weeds? And, and, and the landowner says, no, no, you can't do that, because if you rip up the weeds, you're going to rip up the wheat too. So just let it all grow together, and later on, when the time comes to put it in the barn, we'll sort it all out. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like that, and it is so important for us to hear that word right now. And the reason why it's so important for us to hear that word right now is because we live in a wheat and weeds kind of way. It's a divisive time that we find ourselves in. Very divisive. Our world is divided, our nation is divided, and sadly, in many places, the body of Christ, the church, is divided. There are shouts coming from many different directions, from many different voices, to remove the weeds. We must separate the wheat from the weeds. In all the dividedness, our job as the body of Christ, as the farm hands, 
is to listen to the instruction given to us by the owner of it all. Don't worry about what is wheat and what are weeds. It is not our job as the farm hands, the body of Christ, to determine who among us are wheat and who among us are weeds. It is our instinct as humans to just say, okay, obviously those are weeds, let's get the spraying, let's get the pulling, let's separate them. The two of them can't go together. And obviously, since I'm me and you're you and I'm always right, obviously I am the wheat, therefore you are the weeds. And we can't grow together. To use another agricultural example, friends, that is a load of horse manure. It is not our job to separate the wheat from the weeds right now. It's not. You know, ironically, uh, the weeds that, that Jesus mentions in this parable, uh, these weeds actually are almost identical in their appearance as they grow to wheat. They, they look almost exactly the same while they're growing, the wheat and the weeds. It's not until the harvest time that the two of them can be differentiated. It's a rather interesting tidbit there. The wheat and the weeds look the same. And not only do they look the same, but they're connected. They are firmly rooted together beneath the surface. So what is wheat? What are weeds? Who is wheat? Who is weed? Who but God knows? Who but God knows? Like little kids on Apache soccer field, God has called us to see all as grass. All is grass. Period. Period. Any thoughts or actions or words that contradict that claim or disobedient to what God has called us to do as farmhands. For us, it's all grass. For now. There is no need for us to judge or separate this from that. That is a silly waste of time, and it is a judgment that quite simply is not ours to make. Jesus has said when the time comes to sort it all out, what ends up in the owner's barn is what's supposed to be in the owner's barn. And none of that determination will be up to us. Thanks be to God, none of that determination will be up to us. It will be up to the owner, the owner of the barn, the owner of the field, the owner of it all. So in the meantime, our job as farmhands, it's just 
make sure we're planning good stuff. Make sure we're taking good care of the good stuff that's already planted. Make sure we're taking good care of one another. Make sure we're watering things that need watering. Fertilizing things that need fertilizing. That's what we should do in the meantime. And enjoy it. Enjoy watching the things grow. Play a little bit. Most of us here probably have no business playing soccer right now. So it doesn't have to be soccer that we play, but be playful in some way, somehow, as often as you can. You know, God created us out of delight and for delight. Everything does not have to be so serious. So serious all the time. Everything's life or death. This is the most urgent thing. Everything's not urgent. Everything's not dire. Watch the wheat and the weeds grow. Enjoy it. Less cursing the existence of those who think different and and more appreciating the difference. Don't forget, everything is rooted together. Everything and everybody. And that's okay. It's more than okay. The reason why it's more than okay is because God knows what God is doing. This is not God's first time at work in the field. God is the greatest farmer that ever has been and ever will be. And when the time comes for the harvest, rest assured, the one doing the harvesting is not going to ask a lot of the questions that we wish the harvester would ask. A lot of the things that consume us a lot of the things that we get worked up over, a lot of the things that make our blood boil because we think they matter so much, when the time for the harvest comes, we will see. We will see. What will certainly matter at the time of the harvest is that the one doing the harvesting is also the one who was in the beginning, who planted the field with good seed. What will matter at the harvest is that the one doing the harvesting will be the one who was there in the beginning, who planted the field, and who has since watered it and loved it, and who has called it all good. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks that you planted it all and called it good. We give you thanks for the cultivation and for the planting, for the rain, 
for the growth. For the upcoming harvest. We give you thanks. For all the things. That know life. Because of you. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people say, Amen.